everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is anxiety and depression. So, I kind of want to dedicate this episode to my grandma. Um, If you've been, you know, following along on my Instagram, you know that I lost my grandma uh, about like two months ago or so. And um, my grandma, incredible woman, incredibly strong woman, but my grandma had um, some some issues that were left unresolved, and I, you know, a hundred percent blame that on the very quick deterioration of her health, and um, it's it's because of her that. I am such a strong advocate for mental health and for getting help that you need, whether it's talking it out with someone, going to a therapist, journaling, um, exercising, you know, go skydiving or whatever. Um, It's because of her that I am trying to better myself and I am trying to work on myself because I know that her mental health and how she dealt with her mental health was one of the reasons that her health deteriorated very quickly and um, one of the reasons that I strongly believe why she's not here with us anymore. So my my grandma raised me from, you know, the moment I was born up until I basically moved out at 21. I have lived with, I lived with my grandparents my entire life um, and my, my grandmother was practically like my mother and my grandfather was practically like my father. Um... They gave me everything I could ever need. Um, Not necessarily everything I ever wanted, but they gave me everything that I needed. And, um, you know, it's because of them that I am, you know, an old soul. And it's because of them that I, you know, I I have morals and I have values. Um, You know, they did did an incredible job at at raising me. Um, But my grandma was a very bitter woman. And I, I say that in the nicest way possible. Um, my, my grandma just held onto grudges and she held onto grudges hard. And, um, you know, she just, she had so much anger in her heart and, um, you know, in, in my household, mental health doesn't, didn't exist, you know, like de- depression, being sad didn't exist. Um, simply because, you know, what what do you have to be sad about? You have everything you could ever need. You know, you have a roof over your head, you have food on the table, you have clean clothes. So, um, you know, we we never talked about feelings, you know, like I said in in previous episodes, we never were affectionate towards one another, you know, kind of said, I love you and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, my, my, my grandma, just had all this this anger and all this hatred in her heart and um she never really talked about why um you know she kind of would say little things here and there um we all just kind of knew that she had a very difficult childhood um and we knew that her father was abusive towards her and that's that's as far as we know but um you know one can only imagine just just based off of the way that she handled certain things and, and, um, you know, she just, she had a lot of hatred in her heart and a lot of anger in her heart. And, and you can just tell that she was just in pain. So both my grandparents were diagnosed with diabetes, um, 
probably about like 20 plus years ago. And um, they took care of themselves enough, but um, diabetes, type 2 diabetes is, is reversible. You know, if you uh, change your eating habits, um, you can essentially, you know, get rid of your diabetes altogether. Um, and, you know, they, they took care of themselves enough. They, they you know, controlled their sugar levels and everything, but um, they didn't take the best <laughs> care of themselves. Um, you know, and then, and then adds old age and everything. And so, you know, both their healths just started, you know, deteriorating more and more. And, uh, my grandma, um, fell maybe about seven or eight years ago. And that was when everything just kind of went to shit with her health. Um, at this point she just, you know, kind of gave up on life and, um, she would always mention how she just wanted to die and how she didn't want to be a burden to all of us. Um, you know, it, it got to the point where she couldn't walk anymore. Um, you know, we kind of had to lift her around and everything. And towards the very end, um, you know, she, she couldn't shower herself anymore. So I would go and shower her. And I, and I remember one of the last times I showered her, um, she was just like apologizing. She's just like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. And I was like, grandma, like, why are you sorry? And she was just like, cause you know, you have to take care of me and you have to shower me. And I'm like, you showered me, you know, like, you know, you took care of me. And she's just like, yeah, but you were a baby. And, and you know, now I'm old and I'm just like, you know, it, it, it doesn't bother me, grandma. You know, it doesn't bother me that I am here taking care of you, you know, like it's, it's kind of the least I can do, you know, in comparison to everything you did for me. And, um, the, the last time I went to go shower her, um, my, my uncle was there. So her son, and I had called her since the night before. And I told her like, Hey, I'm going to go over tomorrow. I'll, I'll go in and shower you. Cause it had been a while since I had gone. And she was just like, no, I don't feel good. I don't know what's wrong with me. And, um, you know, at this point she was just scared. She had COVID and I was like, you know, there, no one goes to your house, you know, but she was like, I, I don't, you know, if it's, if I'm sick and I'm contagious, I don't want the baby to get it. I don't want the baby to get sick or I don't want you to get sick. And then you give it to the baby. She was like, no, but I ended up going to her house anyways, just to, you know, make sure my grandma was a very stubborn woman. So I figured if I'm there, you know, just has no choice. But, um, you know, I, I came in and I was like, Grandma, you know, I'm here to shower you. And she was like, no, no, like, I, I don't want to shower. She's like, I'm going to die and I'm going to die, you know, smelling. And my uncle rolled his eyes, you know, simply because my grandma for years has said things like this, like said, like, I'm going to die or I want to die. Um, but deep down inside i just i kind of knew that this but she was telling the truth and sure enough you know that afternoon my sister texted me that they had sent my grandma over to the hospital and um i think about 3 weeks later she she passed away so um you know it's I dedicate this to my grandma simply because 
you know, I, I don't know what, what she went through in her life. Um, but I just knew that she had so much pain in her heart. And, you know, had she talked about it to someone, I feel that she would still be here today. And, you know, I just, I hope any of you listening, you know, if you have a lot of burden in your heart, you know, find a way to to talk about it and find a way to get it out. I am a firm believer that, you know, your mental health can um, compromise your your physical health. And, um, you know, just... Just don't don't hold any anything in um, as hard as it might be and and as hard as it it, it just it might feel that nothing is getting better um, I just I strongly would suggest um, getting someone or, or somehow getting you to be able to talk about it but at the end of the day I I hope my my grandma's finally happy and I hope that my grandma is finally free and she is 100% pain free. Um you know, I, I miss her every day and I'll randomly, you know, like get my my moments of grief in. Um but you know, I I truly hope that that she's, you know, that she's finally free. Okay, um, so me dealing with depression, um, I went through a really rough patch in seventh grade. Um, this was during the time that my mom was pregnant with my youngest sister, and I wasn't speaking to my mom, uh, just, you know, for, for some reasons, and, um, I felt extremely just, like, disconnected from my family, and, um, also during this time, my biological grandmother from my biological father's side was trying to reach out to me and get to know me because she was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. And, um, you know, she, she wanted to meet me before she passed away. And I kind of never really got the chance to say yes or no that I wanted to meet her. And um, she ended up passing away. So that kind of screwed with me a little bit and you know in my family we don't really talk about you know feelings and that kind of stuff so um I I went through a really rough patch and I seventh grade I basically failed every single class um I don't think I passed anything or I had d's and f's and I just I couldn't concentrate in school and you know, I, I felt so long, plus adding, you know, puberty and hormonal changes and then the bullying for being ugly and, you know, flat. And uh, it, it was pretty bad. I, you know, I I have a journal um, and I'm pretty sure in about half of the pages on the journal, I just wrote, I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. And... um yeah, you know, that, that was just basically my, that was my outlet. You know, I, I didn't feel that anyone, you know, cared about me and I didn't feel that there was a reason for me to live. Um, 
And then came eighth grade, and I joined um, the cheerleading squad, and I joined the dance team, and I was on the drama team, and and I, I got distracted, and and um, I had a lot to do, and I was always busy, and that kind of helped me um, pull through. Um, but then I went through another rough patch, and this was um, actually after my husband and I got married. So a month after my husband and I got married, my husband got fired from his job. And, um, we had just moved into an apartment, which we had to lease for a whole year, you know, cause leases are for a whole year. And, um, you know, it, it was just like, like a slap in the face. Like we were like, oh man, you know, we're, we're a month into our marriage and, and he got fired. And a few months later he got a job that was about two hours away from where we lived. So he had to spend a few nights there. And then I would only see him like two nights out of the week. And, you know, we were newlyweds and we never really got to go through our newlywed phase because um, he was gone. And, um, you know, I rarely saw him and he was working all day long. Well, once our lease was up, I moved back in with my grandparents and it was the same thing. I would only see him twice a week. And... um, you know, it, it was rough because, you know, my husband was just kind of like, we're going to save up money and, and we're going to buy a house. And re- realistically, at this point, I don't know anything about buying a house. You know, I don't know that when you're a first time uh, buyer, you know, you get all these like loans and, and special grants and that kind of stuff. And I didn't know that. I'm over here thinking like we need to save up, you know, $100,000 and how the hell are we going to fucking save up $100,000? Um but, you know, we we did it. But before that, and living with my, my grandparents, um, it was rough. I just kept thinking, like, man, I you know, I got married, and, and, and it doesn't feel like I'm married, and I don't ever see my husband, and what if we have to live like this for five, ten years, you know, and what if he gets fired again, and it, it was just a lot. I was working three jobs at this time. Um, just, you know, trying to save up money and everything. And it, it was an extremely uh, rough patch for me. Um, and then finally, you know, we were able to buy a house. And so I didn't live with my husband for the first two years of our marriage. Um, it wasn't until like our second year anniversary that we finally lived together. And, you know, we were in our new home and, and working together and having fun. And then come that November, so about... 11 months after we had moved in, we find out that he got promoted, which was amazing because, you know, promotions are good, means more money, but then it would mean moving an hour and a half away from the house that we had moved into. (laughs) Um, And they only gave him two weeks. And one of those weeks was like Thanksgiving week uh, to basically find a place to live at this new place. And, um, he found a small apartment and he left and I wasn't allowed to, um, transfer over there until January. So I didn't live with my husband for another month out of our marriage because he had to work in, um, at the new location and I still had to, you know, finish my stuff out here. Uh, but then finally January hit and we moved or I moved, sorry. And then, um, major culture shock. 
and I was slowly falling into another like you know stage of depression because it was an extreme culture shock it was a super 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 tiny town and you know it it was just uh, a lot and you know obviously all these most of these people had lived there all their lives so they all have you know pretty good established relationships and here comes this newcomers and it was just you know a little awkward and a little weird but um I ended up becoming you know good friends with with a few people there that I still talk to today and uh you know they were kind of the reason why um I got out of that and I I got out of that funk but um you know during this entire time like I you know have dealt with the anxiety but then I I dealt with these random just like spurts of of depression and um these random just like funks where you just like feel that like nothing is going right and uh, especially you know after my husband and I got married and and we went through all these things and all these loopholes um you know it, it 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 really felt like nothing was going right um and then I got pregnant and I fell through another depression and this one was probably one of the worst um depression you know spells that that I had gone through uh, this one was, was really rough on me. And, um, also once I was pregnant, um, I think it was about two months before I was about to um, give birth. We find out that my husband was going to get fired again. So, uh, um, that definitely added to my depression. Um, I was like, wow, you know, we, we got married, you got fired. We're having a baby, you got fired. And my husband fell into a deep depression and, um, you know, he, he got into, um, uh, he established a, a drinking problem at this point. And, um, it was really rough for the both of us. It, it was extremely rough. And, um, you know, Lo- Logan was born and, you know, we, we figured things out and, you know, my husband got a different job and, and we moved back to where, you know, we had first bought our house and yeah, you know, it's just life happens and things happen. And, you know, I've, I've gotten through, you know, my, my depression stages, um, but, you know, it, it, you just have to remember that things are going to get better. Um, everything is a phase and things are, are going to get better. I wanted to share a little bit more of, um, just kind of my, my personal experiences for this episode. Because I, I, you know, wanted to show people that, you know, no, no one's life is perfect. And uh, I, I've had a few occasions where people were messaging me and just kind of be like, oh, you know, you, you live the perfect life and, and stuff. And I'm like, you know, far from it, seriously. Uh, and if you're comparing your life to someone's Instagram and their perfect pictures, like, there's no way. Like, you're, you're, it. it it's a bad, you know, rabbit hole to fall into. There's no way. Nobody's life is perfect. And, um, I know for me, you know, I, I obviously relate a little bit more to, 
uh, people's experiences. And so, you know, I just kind of wanted to open up and, and just share with everyone that, you know, I, I've been there and I've been through some things and, you know, there, obviously there's far more things that I've been through, but, um, you know, I, I, I've had all the same thoughts that you've probably had. You know, I've had the, I've, I've had the suicidal thoughts. I've had the, you know, I, I, I want to give up thoughts. I have the, what's the point of all of this thoughts? I've had the, nothing is ever going to get better thoughts. I've, I've had them all, but you can't give up. You really can't. Whatever it is that you're going through and whatever it is that it's making you feel that, you know, nothing is ever going to get better, it's going to get better. I can promise you that, that it's going to get better. So, you know, if if you're feeling just some some type of way, you know, I, I want to just open up my, my inbox. My inbox is open to anyone. Um, no matter what it is that you're you're dealing with or however it is that you're feeling, I can promise you that I've probably had the same thoughts and I won't ever tell you that you're crazy and I won't ever tell you that you're wrong, you know, because I've probably been there too. And I just, you know, want to let everyone know that nobody's perfect. You know, we, we all go through our things and we all handle our things differently but it's not worth something to, to give up on. Life is not something worth giving up on. Life is beautiful and life is wonderful. No matter how bad things seem, life is amazing and it'll get amazing even if it doesn't seem that way right now. I, you know, I, I don't have much advice <laughs> to give. Um, but my only advice is find someone or find something that's going to help ease your pain and your suffering you know whether it's talking to someone whether it's meditating exercising going to therapy you know maybe it's you know coloring there or or riding your bike you know just find that outlet the moment that you just feel that you just can't handle it and the moment that you feel that you are extremely overwhelmed take a break take a breather go find something you love to do recollect your thoughts And just know that this is just a phase. And just know that everything is going to get better. So again, my inbox is always open. Always. For whatever it is that you need to talk about. No matter how bizarre you might think it is. I can assure you that it's probably not as bizarre as you think. Alright. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Uh, next week's episode is going to be my very first episode with guests so I am super excited about that Um, we are going to be talking about anxiety at a theme park and I know that I've done this episode before but this time I wanted to bring on guests so that you guys can get a different uh, point of view on things and um, maybe some different tips that maybe you didn't know about so super 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 excited about that And with that being said, I hope you all have a good rest of your day or night, depending on when you are listening to this. And don't forget to live your life, love your life, and love your anxiety.